This is Tackle Talk Live, an inside scoop on how, when, and where to catch bass. With a primary focus on Toledo Bend and Sam Rayburn. Interviews with anglers who are consistent winners on the tournament trail. Your hosts, Camus Boats Pro Staffer Steve Graff and Gill Fishing Accounts Manager Kevin Jean. Two anglers who understand bass fishing with tournament success on all levels. Anglers willing to share their knowledge to help you become a better fisherman. So sit up and pay close attention as they give detailed tournament information and results. Here are the hosts of Tackle Talk Live, Steve Graff and Kevin Jean. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. I'm Dower Pro Staffer Steve Graff, along with Gill Fishing Accounts Manager, Brother Kevin Jean, down there in Lafayette, Louisiana. Today, Kevin, we're going to wrap up the MLF Bass Pro Tour event on Toledo Bend with our special guest and a good friend of both of ours and a guy we both admire greatly, top 10 finalist and Toledo Bend guy, Justin Cooper. It ought to be a great interview with Justin, Kevin. Yes, yeah, Steve, looking forward to it. You know, just breaking down the lake, man, the, the lake went through so many changes from start of practice to when they could finally start fishing, had a, to a bunch of water coming, you know, coming into the lake, muddy up the water. So to kind of hear Justin break down what all, the, you know, what all he went through in practice, what all he saw with the water changes, water clarity and different section of, sections of the lake playing, Steve. Something I haven't seen in a long time on Toledo Bend. The Louisiana side, I'm not going to say dominated, but the Louisiana side was a huge player in this tournament. Yes, it was. And a lot of guys that were in that final 10, that's where they concentrated on. And, uh, and, and I don't know if wind direction had something to do with it. I don't know if the water coming down the Texas side more on that river side muddied it up more. I, Kevin, I don't know what, what the, what the issue was, but uh, either way, we're going to find out from Justin today. We're also going to look at the final standings, the Bassmaster open series, Kevin on Okeechobee. I don't know if you got to watch any of that. I watched it the final day, especially with Scott Martin, Scott absolutely hammered them and just had an unbelievable day. I think he averaged 30 pound bag a day. Uh, it's just a, a great event for Scott. Great win for him and his family. You know, you know the history there of uh, the Martin Marina right there uh, at Clewiston, Florida, and, and his dad, uh, Roland Martin, and his mom owning that for years. And uh, just so much history there. His dad stood on the stage right there and won on Okeechobee. And for Scott to follow suit with that, it just, I know it meant a lot to him and uh, and, and their entire family. Roland came up on the stage for the to hold the fish up with him, and hey, it's just a it's just a proud moment I know for Scott. Yeah, and broke this three day record for you know a fifteen bass stringer that's weighed in. I mean, annihilated it. It wasn't even close. Yeah. No, Swindle Swindle had that record. Um, but yeah, no hats off to him. I, I talked to a lot of those guys that fished down there and how tough it was, how small it fished. So. Pass off to, to Scott Martin on that win, no doubt. Yep. And, uh, of course, as usual today, we've got our lake reports. I've, I've got a product uh, tip I want to talk about. And we'll also preview the MLF Tackle Warehouse event coming up on Sam Rayburn. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, it kicks off this Friday. I mean, those guys, it, it could be a really big event. They could really hammer them over there if things go right, if the it, weather cooperates. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, Steve. And, like, I know the last two practice days, I think they started practice yesterday. Yesterday, <clears throat> man, the wind has blown. 
Yes. So yep. it's been rough on those guys that are from, you know, not it's from way off. It really hasn't got to fish Sam Rayburn that much. It's going to be tough on them because you really, you know, they, you might get a day, a full day of practice and not really much to run around with the way this Wiz doing. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. But, but yeah, we, we, we might pick Coop's brain on that as well, kind of get his yeah. opinion on, on Rayburn and what he thinks is going on over there. Uh, but I think if, if the wind let, would lay down, let these guys go fishing, I think they can really catch them. Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right, let's take a quick break to recognize a few of our sponsors. And when we return, we'll talk with MLF Pro Justin Cooper. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. A good marine dealer is hard to find, but a great dealer is even harder. But in Iowa, Louisiana, there's a marine dealer that falls into the great category, Power Implements Marine, South Louisiana's go-to dealer for all things related to the boating industry. A Minn Kota, Garmin, and Mercury dealer, guaranteeing you first-rate service in both sales and repair. A great selection of new and used boats to choose from, including Skeeter, G3, Ranger, Camus, and Go Devil, a knowledgeable staff that will treat you like family and are always willing to go the extra mile to ensure you walk out a happy customer to see everything they have to offer go to powerimplements.com or stop by 606 east miller street in iowa louisiana plus mention tackle talk live and save 500 dollars off a new or pre-owned boat or 50 dollars off your first service ticket Toledo Health is a full-service primary and acute care clinic. Nurse practitioners Jarrett Rule and Melissa Vines bring quality health care that's needed and convenient to the area. Nothing is worse than being sick on your family or fishing getaway. Whether it's a stomach virus or a hook in the hand, Toledo Health Care will try and meet all your health care needs. Appointments available and walk-ins are always welcome. So the next time you're feeling down at Toledo Bend, stop by Toledo Health Care, located on Highway just south of Toledo Town or call 318-508-5323. Very few stores are a complete one-stop shop, but Cypress Knee Outdoors is such a place. A store within a store, Cypress Knee is located inside 3J's 4-Way. Whether you need gas, food, drinks, or bait and tackle, they have it. Cypress Knee Outdoors carries top-name fishing brands like Strike King, Santone, Spro, and VM. Crappie jigs from Bobby Garland. Need hunting gear? They have it. Ammunition from rifle to shotgun shells. Deer scents from Buckwild and Doe and Heat. Deer stands from Titan and feeders from T Hanger. Cypress Knee has it all. Located off I-49, exit 127, just south of Natchitoches, Louisiana. So stop by Cypress Knee Outdoors and let John Abram and his staff show you everything. Everything they have to offer, or give them a call at 318 238 HUNT. Watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. This is Tackle Talk Live. Thank you for tuning us in. This segment presented by Toledo Health, 3J's four-way home of Cypress Knee Outdoors and Power Implements Marine located right there in Iowa, Louisiana. And all you got to do, is mention Tackle Talk Live and you'll get 
either $500 off the purchase of a new or used boat, or you can get $50 off your first service ticket. Either way, you got to mention Tackle Talk Live. Let them know you heard about it right here on Tackle Talk Live. And uh, hey, they welcome any and all boats. If you got service work, if you got repairs that got to be done, fishing season's here. Don't wait too late to get those uh, repairs done. Go, go see those guys right there at Power Implements Marine in Iowa, Louisiana. All right, on the Tackle Talk Hotline, we have a guy that's been hot uh, coming off to lead a bend, Justin Cooper. And Justin, hey, dude, for, first thing I want to ask you, Justin, with all the change MLF this year, them going back to Everfish counts. You know, I've, I've heard some opinions of a lot of the other guys that are on the tour, and it's kind of 50-50. Some like it, some don't. Some would rather go back to the five fish. What, what's Justin's opinion? I, in my opinion, for me and how I fish, the every fish counts sets up well for me. I've yeah. never been a you know heavy hitter guy that goes and weighs 25 pounds every event that he goes to. You know, I've just always been that consistent <laughs> anchor that figures out how to get bit when the bite is tough. You know, just constantly goes out there and figures out how to catch his, how to catch 15, 16 pounds everywhere he goes. So yeah, I yeah. like it. It sets up well for me. Yeah, good deal. Je- Justin, man. Uh, first of all, congrats. Eighth place finish. Huge way to start the year. Huge way to start your BPT career. Um, man, t- take us through Toledo Bend. And I know ever since – when, when did you get the call you was going to be on BPT? What day was that? Uh, it was like October, something like yeah. that. Yeah, so since October. that day, you have had Toledo Bend on your mind. I mean, it has yeah. been every day. I know you. I know you well enough. It is every day thinking about Toledo Bend. And, dude – the good Lord throws you a curveball about a week and a half before the tournament. We get, I think Sleeping got what, eight inches of rain the week before yeah, the least. event. So, man, kind of take us through one, your, your mental preparation on, on how to handle that. And, you know, because all this is going through your head. Like I said, all of a sudden this curveball comes and your mental preparation has to change. And then take us through practice. What did you see with this water rising, this dirty water? Did you fish how you thought you was going to fish? So when I got that call and saw Toledo on the schedule, you know, first rattle out the gate, and I looked at those dates, mm-hmm. it's the same weekend that I fished a Toyota series the year I qualified for the pro circuit and I finished fifth. And I was catching 40 to 60 fish a day. So I was like, if they set up that way again, it's about to get right. It's about to get scary. And you know, leading up to off limits, we have a 30 day off limits. So I think December 27th was the day last day we could be on the water. And two weeks prior to that, man, I spent just about every day on the lake. You know, a lot of time behind my Garmin units, you know, idling around, a lot of time on that Garmin fourth trolling motor, trolling around looking for them. And I had them located. I had stuff that I felt like if they didn't go anywhere and they bit, I had a really, really good shot at winning the event. Like I was excited. Yeah. I wasn't. I was nervous. I was so excited about it. You now, know? not not fishing. Not fishing the way you ended up fishing in the tournament, though. No, not at all. Yeah. That's so. Uh, how much did your past history, like you've been on a lot, you've been guided on Toledo Bend for a long time. Uh, right. How much does your past history did it come into play at all for this so event? I, I thought it was going to come into play, but yeah. once uh, you know, once. The first week or this last week of uh, before the practice started came around and we got all that rain. I knew that everything I had found was probably going to be blown out and gone out the window. 
and I was going to have to start from scratch. You know, I kind of, I kind of struggled with it mentally a little bit, honestly, you know, because I was, like I said, I knew I had a shot to win it if it stayed like it was and I thought it was going to. And with that water coming up, I knew it wouldn't. But, you know, I just had to, to get that out of my head. You know, we get two and a half days of practice. So first day of practice comes around. Lake's done jumped up two feet since, you know, off limits. I'm like, all right, I know what I found. going to be blown out. So let's go look for new stuff. Let's go get in some clean water that's going to stay clean or has a good chance of staying clean and just see what happens. So those first two days of practice, I stayed south of the bridge. And if you know me, I didn't grow up on the south end of the lake. I grew up on the north yeah. end of the lake. So I was in unfamiliar territory for the most part, even though, you know, I live here, I got here. I spent a lot of time on the south end of the lake, but it's not where I like to be. But I knew that's probably where I was going to go down because of all the water coming in and, and continuing to come in them turning generators on all that was going to do was pull muddy water down even quicker so i knew i was going to have to find clean water that was probably <clears> going to stay clean that was the whole key and that last half day of practice i was like maybe i can get lucky and go up there and and some of my stuff be the same and i spent an hour up there checking stuff and it was all a ghost town wasn't nothing there so i got back down on south and just kept expanding coop through practice when did the you know and the the tournament was dominated by, you know, offshore groups of shad just running, ch you know, chasing bait. That that's how the tournament was mainly dominated. When did when did you figure that part? Out? I mean, every, okay, so every, we all knew it was going to be a player. I didn't. I did not see it being a player where this is what everybody did. But this is what the this is what the conditions led to to being a player. When did you kind of figure that out? I figured it out uh, before off limits. That yeah. I mean, I, I found them doing the same exact thing, and that was going to be my backup plan, honestly. Uh, yeah. So I knew that that was going to play big. I knew that they were on bait. With the water temperature being as cold as it was, you know, when we started practice, it was upper 40s. So the bait was super deep. And I knew that that was still going to play, and it was probably going to be one like that. The, but the guy that adjusted to them, you know, we had going to have a little warming trend, wind direction changing. There was going to be a lot of different variables that was going to change the way the bait moved, you know, from each side of the coves or in and out of coves. And the guys that could stay up with them was going to be the guy that ended up taking that trophy home. Justin, another thing, too, the worst, sometimes the worst case scenario for us as anglers is having a tournament in our home body of water because, boy, the pressure amps up. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's on my home body of water. Uh, you you could have spun out. I mean, let's just be honest. You had the opportunity there to maybe spin, to spin out on this whole deal, but you didn't. You maintained your composure. You made adjustments. And to me, that's a credit to you and how far you've come as an angler in the last 10 years. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, that, you know, that home field advantage can be a double-edged sword. Yep. And, uh, you know, like you said, it, it can cause you to spin out if you start struggling a little bit and you're, you start trying to fish history. And that's just not the that's not the appropriate way to go about fishing your home lake. You know, you got to stay, right, right. you got to stay on your toes and try to consistently change with the conditions. And, and that's what I did. You know, I fished a lot of new water. I started day one in a, in a Creek that up until this event, I might've caught a handful of bass in, you know, I mean, that's how much that I just went off of the current conditions and how I knew it was going to be one and what I needed to do to possibly bring that trophy home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Justin, watching live, um, man, 
everybody was having to relocate these fish every single day. I mean, how much were they just moving and chasing bait that far? So I started the event with my boat sitting in around 40 foot of water. By the time the end of the event, or actually the knockout round, my boat was sitting in like 15 foot of water. Wow. And these fish were moving, you know, a half a mile to a mile inside these creeks and in the in the drain. And what was amazing, and it completely blew my mind, you know, I found something at the end of that knockout round in that third period that, that got me to the championship round. I caught a 5'11", a three-and-a-half, uh, like another two-something there in the last 30 minutes, and they were swimming everywhere. And I was like, this could be the winning deal. And it blew me away that I pulled in there on championship day that morning, and it was a ghost town. There was nowhere else for them to go, I felt like, but – I don't know what happened. I tried to pull back out further, and I think the bait did pull out back overnight. Uh, and it, it was just trying to relocate them was absolutely just difficult. But so was, was the clean was the clean water was that the key ingredient to make to finding them again? I don't think it was necessarily the clean water. I think it was the bait. It was all about bait. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wherever the bait were was, the bass was pretty close to them. Uh, you know, there was some areas that was kind of dirty in practice that cleaned up during the tournament that that really played. Uh, mm -hmm. And you know, and then there was opposite. There was clean areas that ended up dirtying up and didn't play. But you know, for me, the biting fish that was easier to bite or easier to catch was yeah. actually a little bit more stained, dirty water. And when it cleaned yeah. up, that's when it became difficult to get them to bite. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coop, let's talk about the 511 because I was watching, man. I was watching live and to know uh, what your family means to you and, and how long you have dreamed of this. Take me through it, man. Just that when it happened, your family there on the <laughs> pontoon, on your home lake, your wife, your mom, your dad. Uh, man, that was that was something we all dream of. You know? Oh, yeah. It yeah. It's something we all dream of. Take us through that moment. Man, that was uh, that was special. You know, something that I got emotional over because of just how special that was. You know, I was I was seven ounces inside the cut. I was in tenth, only seven ounces above that cut line. You know, with thirty minutes or so to go, and and I pulled into a creek that I haven't even been in, didn't even practice in there, but something was telling me to go in there. You know, and and I pull in there, and they're just swimming everywhere. You know, I still haven't got to see it yet, but they say when that that camera zoomed in on my it on my awesome. Garmin unit and yeah. all the bait, you know, just yeah. blowing through them and stuff was like some of the coolest footage, man. And when I seen that, I knew it was about to get real, and it may have been the next cast or something like that. I flipped over to one, and it it went right to it and ate it. And I set the hook, and it went around a stump the first time, and I was like, oh goodness. And when oh. it come around that stump, it started making a pull, and I was like, that's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> I said how big it was. I was like, Lord, please let yeah. me get this. And when I got it, in, you know, it, the emotions that I had, I was so excited and fired up. You know, I, I really don't get that that emotional and, and fired up on a on a fish catch. But when you have your family in the background, yeah. your friends in the background cheering you on, man, that makes some emotions come out that that normally you don't have. And you're on your home body of water. It's your your neck of the woods. You've been working for this for so long to get to this point. And it's funny how one fish, one fish is what makes the difference. And and describe for our viewers the pressure that, and you may not can, 
when you're on that cut line with 30 minutes to go and you're ounces from being kicked out of the top 10, that's got to be a weight on your shoulders. You just like, you can't, you can't describe it. Yeah, it, it is hard to describe. Uh, it's pressure like I've never felt before because you know, like, those guys are coming. Oh, yeah. Even with, even with only 30 minutes left, you know they're going to catch a few more. And so yeah. you got to catch a few more, and, I, and I, the pressure was on me <clears throat> to make the move, to try to find them. And that's what you got to do. I think that's, uh, you know, how Connell ended up winning was he was constantly moving. And that's what yeah. I've heard about, like, Wheeler. Also, he's constantly yeah. moving. You know, I've seen him running all over the lake a few, few different times. But he's constantly looking for biting fish, and in that format – that's what you got to do. You can't stay in an area where you're only getting one to bite every 30 minutes or something like that. You got to pull into an area where they're they're hungry and you got to catch them quick. So, but you but you know sometimes as anglers we tend to rush everything. We get in a hurry, especially late in the day. You need one fish or you need a two pounder and you start fishing fast. Well, you're mm-hmm. telling me in this event that's kind of what you wanted to do. You wanted to fish fast for sure. I mean, I kept that that force trolling motor on eight or nine constantly looking you know if you was able to watch me online i'm sure other guys i constantly had my gas on the on the pedal looking for yeah. just constantly searching and and that's the you know the the great thing about that forward facing sonar is it doesn't lie it shows you yeah. when the one out there yeah. it's yeah. it can be a productive you know you're going to make a productive cast so i knew i had to find an area where there were several yeah. swimming around to better my odds to catch one so could one thing i noticed man and I haven't seen this in a long, long time. When you're when all these pro circuits come to sleep in, we all watch live. Man, the Louisiana side was a major player in this tournament, and we can all tell. We, we a lot of people. I, I I know enough about Toledo Bend that I can tell you where everybody fished at just from what was in the background, as a lot of people can. But everybody yeah. can tell because of the buoys. The Louisiana buoys are completely different from the Texas buoys, and dude. Like a bunch of that top ten was on the Louisiana side, and that doesn't happen. Nor does it happen in our when we, you know, when all of us go fish bass ships or whatever to lead bend. Hey, when you take off, everybody shoots straight across that Texas side, mm-hmm. unless you're going north. On if you go north, Buck Bridge, Louisiana side is more popular. But south right. of the bridge it is all about Texas, and dude, it, a lot of it went down on the Louisiana side. Yeah, it did. There was, uh, you know, I kind of utilized both sides. But I probably end up actually catching more on Louisiana side of the of the river than I did the Texas side, and I'm not sure why that that was. You know, maybe I mean, like you said, Louisiana side doesn't usually get as much pressure as that Texas side, so right. maybe that you know that that was the main factor. But the wind constantly shifting, <clears throat> shifting around that that was the key. So you know, maybe that bait from like a northwest wind that we had during practice a lot kind of pushed a lot of the bait to that Louisiana side. Justin Santee Cooper's next on your schedule. Uh, does it set up similar to Toledo Bend as a forward-facing sonar tournament, or are you going to have to flip trees and bushes and hit the bank a little bit more? Well, the, I've never been, but the footage that I've watched, you know, information I've gathered from it, it looks like the North End Toledo where I grew up. You know, yeah, cut my yeah. Big- Flipping cypress trees. Let me break this down for you, dude. Steve, this dude's excited to go flip a cypress tree. I, I, let, me put, I, hey. let me put it this way. And the He'll throw, be right there. a chatterbait around the cypress tree. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm excited. I promise you. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of fired up for that one for sure. You know, it's I hear it's got a bunch of eelgrass in it, you know, hydrilla, that kind of deal. So 
it's I think it's going to set up nice for me for sure. Yeah. Well, good deal. Good deal. Kevin, you got anything else? I think that's all I have for him, Steve. <clears throat> all right, Justin, man, we are so proud of you, dude, and uh, congratulations on a uh, – mm -hmm. and by the way, Justin finished eighth out of the, in the top ten, had a great finish. And uh, to start your year off in your career on this Bass Pro Tour this way, I mean, hey, hats off, dude. I mean, just good job, man. We're proud of you. Thanks, guys. It felt good to uh, to get the ball rolling in the right direction and just got to keep the momentum going and, and keep proving – that I belong where I'm at. No, you belong, dude. You belong. You just keep believing. You're going to be fine. All right, Justin Cooper, we appreciate Justin coming on with us today. And, uh, Kevin, we're going to take another quick break real quick. And uh, when we come back, we'll do a little – we're going to talk about Sam Rayburn, the upcoming uh, MLF tournament on Sam Rayburn. This starts this Friday. And then we'll do a little – got a little Lake of the Pines. We'll talk a little bit about that. Got some we stuff got coming up there. Fishermen, fishermen results from Toledo Penn this past Saturday as well. So, yeah. Yep. Got that as well. All right. Stay tuned. You're watching Tackle Talk Live. We'll be right back. Pride Rods, custom-built fishing rods made to handle any and all techniques. Fishing rods designed for sensitivity and made to last in Montgomery, Texas. Built by Billy Kistler with the finest Gary Loomis North Fork composite blanks available. They offer a complete line of spinning and casting rods for both fresh and salt water. Pride Rods do more than pass the eye test. They excel in performance as well. Ask your local tackle dealer if they carry Pride Rods and pick one up to try it for your yourself take pride in your fishing by using pride rods to learn more go to priderods.com or call 832-418-6040 the lakes insurance agency is an independent insurance agency taking care of texans insurance needs for over 25 years offering auto homeowners boat rv life health and commercial insurance owner clark moore is a local fishing guide and tournament angler who understands your insurance needs and wants to be your go-to guy for all your insurance needs for a free quote give him a call and see why so many texans trust the lake insurance agency two locations to serve you in both nacogdoches and Bravas, texas or give him a call at 936-205-4467 the next time you're headed for Toledo Bend or Sam Rayburn, stop by Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. They have an awesome supply of everything you'll need to catch the big ones. Whether your trip calls for bass fishing, white perch tackle, catfish bait, or the ultimate fighting shiners, Keith's Tackle has you covered. Keith and former Elite Series pro Ben Matsubu also have the latest information on what, how, and where you need to be fishing on Sam Rayburn or the Bend. So for all your tackle needs, check out Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle located just off off Highway 21 on the Texas side of Toledo Bend or call 409-625-0181. You're watching Tackle Talk Live, a show dedicated to making you a better angler. Now back to the guys with all the inside scoop, Kevin Jean and Steve Graff. Welcome back to Tackle Talk Live. This segment presented by Pride Rods, Keith's Toledo Bend Tackle. Lakes Insurance of Nacogdoches and Power Implements Marine located right there in Iowa, Louisiana. And Kevin, if you say Tackle Talk Live, what happens? $500 off uh, a purchase of any new or used boat or you get $50 off your service ticket. We all have to have our stuff serviced every year, guys. If you're within driving distance of Lake Charles, Louisiana, you need to go by, see our guys at Power Implements Marine. Tell them Tackle Talk Live sent you, and automatically it's $50 off your service ticket. 
There you go. There you go. You heard it right there. Uh, all right, Kevin, I think you've got Toledo Bend results from MLF. Just go, I guess, top 10. Yeah, uh, first place. Down. And, and the way they do results here, Steve, let's see if he's got the – let me get championship round results here. Here we go. All right, so first place, Dustin Connell had a one-day championship round weight of 112 pounds and four ounces, big bass of a seven pounds. Steve, he had like 60 pounds going into – the final round, which was only two hours long. It was unreal. Yeah. I didn't get to watch any live on the final day till the last period. Man, yeah. It was unreal. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Sheffield finished second with 68.02. Third place, Drew Gill, 66.08. Fourth place, Jacob Wheeler, 60.15. Fifth place, Zach Burge, 60.03. Sixth place, Martin Vila, 60.03 as well. Seventh place, Alton Jones Jr., 50 pounds, 10 ounces. Eighth place, Justin Cooper, 4806. Ninth place, Jesse Wiggins, 4211. Yep. And uh, so, congratulations to all those guys. And over on Okeechobee, I've got the Bassmaster Open Series number one, first tournament of the year for those guys uh, out of nine. Scott Martin absolutely blew the field away with 90.6 pounds of fish and uh, for 50, right at a $50,000 payday. Tucker Smith was second, 6811. Good young angler right there, Kevin, yeah. on the rise. He's coming. Smith. Randall Tharp was third with 68.8. Paul Marks was fourth with 65.6. Matt Adams was fifth with 60.3. Uh, uh, 60 Austin Cranford was 59.2 for six. Easton uh, Fothergill uh, was seventh with 58.15. Sam George was eighth with 55.5. Bo Browning, I believe that, Stephen's son. Stephen Browning's son yeah. finished uh, ninth with 54-1. That's another young angler on the rise. And Brandon McMillan finished 10th with 53-7. So, uh, again, if you ever get a chance to watch that particular tournament, uh, YouTube, whatever, however well you can watch, Scott Martin absolutely had a – oh, he averaged 30 pounds a day, Kevin, for three days. I yeah. mean <laughs> – Nothing to it. No, nothing to that. And, of course, that's on his home body of water, but – as we all know, that does not guarantee success. You still have to go out and you got to go catch them. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Steve, right. Fishers and Men this past weekend on Toledo Bend as well. Uh, it was Saturday. Um, first place, Tater Reynolds, George Jean Jr. had 26.08. Second place, Eric McGaha, Brandon McGaha had 21.01. Third place, Stephen Kenny and Jimmy Martin had 19.34. Uh, fourth place, Theodore Thibodeau, Jessica Thibodeau had 19.02. <laughs> And fifth place was Jerry McMillan and Terry Hotard had 1845. So first deal. Fishers men playing 10 grand, guaranteeing 10 grand. Hey, that's another really good circuit. I used to fish them all the time. Man, and I, I, I got away Look, from it. And I, I really miss fishing them. That's man, the competition man. level. I you I mean, me and Daryl used to fish those things back back in the day. I mean, Fishers yeah. and Men 15 years ago was getting drawing a hundred boats at Toledo Bend. Mr. Yep. Dick, Mr. Dick Polk was over there. He left. He's back now running this division. So keep your eyes out. Fishers of Men is coming. I promise you they're guaranteeing first place 10 grand. Uh, they're going to have a huge showing the rest of the year. So uh, you need to get in on that circuit uh, or follow along, and they do a great job over there. Kevin, let's head west from Toledo Bend, about 30, 35 miles to Sam Rayburn and uh, MLF Tackle Warehouse Tour. Our, our good buddy, uh, Nick LeBrun, I think, is fishing that. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll see how he does. We'll all like to follow Nick. Nick does well at Rayburn. Now, he could be a threat there. He does really well, especially this time of year. Yeah. It may set up for Nick really well. Yeah, no, it really <clears> could, <throat> Steve. Uh, man, the, the wind's kicking their butt. I think they started yeah. practice yesterday. Between yesterday and today, man, the wind is just, you know, it's hammering on them. They, there's no main lake stuff. But, uh, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting, Steve. I mean, coming off of what Mundy and Bonds did um, – and catching everything on a trap and chatterbait and stuff shallow for that Brandon Belt, um, man, this could really, really go, be a really good tournament, uh, just depending <clears> on <throat> the weather does and if this wind will lie down at all. Do you think this sets up as a forward-facing sonar tournament like Toledo did? Is We're a little early now. If it was uh, the last week of this month and going into March, I'd say, eh, big guys better be close to the bank because them big females going to be pulling up. Uh, but I think it's still a little early, Kevin, and, and I guess the weather will dictate that this week. Well, the thing, Steve, is that water's warming up. I mean, we're going to have yeah. some 70-degree days here towards the end of the week. Right, and, and, and a warm rain coming. Yes. There will still be some some live scope deal happening. There will still be some guys top 10 um, doing the live scoping stuff offshore on balls of shad. But yeah. it being Rayburn, uh, I think it's going to be one a little bit shallower. Um it's just hard to say with this wind and what's going to muddy up and what's not. I haven't looked at wind direction. I'm not going fishing this week, so I haven't really get. But, man, they, you know, they're they going to catch them on a trap. They're going to catch them chatterbait. And they're going to catch them on some points moving in. Yeah. Right. doing several different things. They're going to catch groups at all levels. Yeah. How many double-digit bass? I'm going to say three double digits. I'm going to say one. I'm going to say well, one. You think they only be one? Just because really? of rain, muddy water, so on and so forth. Might have an effect, I, yeah, yeah. I think that might have a, a little bit of effect in the pressure that's been on that dangle, you know? Right. So. Right. Well, we don't – you never get away from that at Rayburn. All right. Also coming up at Rayburn, uh, not this week, but the following week, uh, February 17th, Texas Team Trail uh, Toyota Series heads to Rayburn, February 21st and 23rd. Bass Elite Series will be on Toledo Bend, February 22nd through the 25th. So a lot of yeah. big-time anglers are going to be Rayburn, Toledo Bend there for about a week. It's going to be packed with those elite. So if you're looking, if you're a youngster and want to go get some autographs and meet some of these guys, that's a week you need to mark on your calendar. Maybe get out of school a little early uh, for a weigh-in. And uh, so, but anyway, also ABA Solo 150, February 23rd and 24th on Lake of the Pines. Skeeter Team Series number two will be at Rayburn, February 24th. And the Brandon Belt number two will be headed for Lake Conroe, February 24th and the 25th. So, there you go. Big big tournaments coming up, Steve. Both lakes, you know, Invitational's Elite Series coming, but you also got some some big time local tournaments. Texas Team Trail starts it year out, February seventeenth. Uh, looking for a big year for Texas Team Trail. You know, they're doing their championship on Toledo Bend in the in the summer, so I think that was a good call by them. Um, you know, you got you know ABA Solo Fifties kicking off their year at Lake of the Pines because you know their other one got postponed. So so a lot of big tournaments coming up locally. A lot of big <clears throat> national tournaments coming yeah. up locally. Steve, Tackle Talk Live has been a hit over the past month for uh, a lot of these pros. 
uh, a lot of you know is off yeah. limits, and and they're getting a lot of their information from what we when we have the winners on. So Tackle Talk Live has been on the radar with a lot of these national tournaments. And guys, that's Kevin and mine's goal from the day we started this is to give good information about what's going on, these, um, especially Rayburn and Toledo Bend. And every once in a while, like I said, like today, we're going to branch out a little bit to Lake of the Pines, or we may go to Fork when they're getting ready to go to Fork, give you a good report of what's happening there. So uh, between Kevin and I, we've got some pretty good connections and contacts with guys that know what they're doing and know how to catch them. And uh, so we appreciate you tuning us in. We appreciate you spreading the word about our program because Hey, we can never have too many likes or too many subscribers. Uh, we'd love to have more of you, as many as we can. Real quick, on lake levels, Toledo Bend, 170.92. It is actually 1.08 feet low right now. 10-day uh, gain is 6.6 .6 inches, and the 24-hour loss has been 2.64. So that means they're generating. They got the gates open, and they're rolling uh, over there at Toledo Bend. Rayburn, a little different story at Rayburn. Uh, 164 is pool. 162.26 is actual level right now. Uh, it's 2.14 feet low, which is a lot better than seven yeah. feet low, six and a half, what it was a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> I've had a 10 day gain, Kevin, of 3.59 feet, uh, and a 24 hour gain of 2.4 inches. So the lake is still on the rise, uh, of, over there. I guess that's the Angelina. Yeah feeding that sucker and uh, a lot of runoff still coming coming down the Angelina and, and pumping water into to uh, Rayburn. Lake of the Pines, I know some guys are, are going over there. A lot of the uh, ABA Solo 150 guys are already pre-fishing over there. Uh, their 230 is their uh, normal pool. 231.1 is actual level now. It's 1.1 foot high uh, right now. 10-day gain, they've had 3.84 inches in 10 days. And the 24-hour loss of 0.72 so it's it's actually come down on just a little bit but it's a slow fall there uh i, I don't think they generate there i think it's just a i think they just yeah, release water there. there i don't think that's a generating yeah but anyway uh oh real quick kev you no, have anything else <clears throat> real quick guys and this is one from, i've been wanting to talk to everybody about i actually made a little short video uh youtube video about this as anglers, it's our duty to take care of fish. You know, yeah, we catch them. And for years, we use these old metal clips right here. And we punched holes in fish. We punched them in the jaw. We, we made holes. And then when you pull them out, it just ripped it even bigger. Guys, we've got to throw these away and get rid of them. Even all the Elite Series and uh, MLF guys, they're using either this kind of clip or they're using this kind of clip. These are the two clips that they're using and I'm telling you right now, this is what you need to be using to take care of our resource, take care of our fish, and uh, where you release them, where they're healthy, and they've got an opportunity to continue to survive rather than ripping holes in them and leaving big uh, two or three-inch gashes in their jaw that makes it hard for them to feed. So uh, get away from the metal hooks. Get away from them. Get the, get the clips. They're so much easier, just as easy to use, and uh, and they, they, they work great. So... Uh, but anyhow, all right, Kevin, that's all I got. Anything else? That's all I got for today. Good luck to all the MLF guys over on Sam Rayburn. Be safe practicing this week. Uh, I don't really don't have anything <clears throat> big locally going on this week. Um, some other no. term, some other smaller tournaments I think of. But anyway, good luck to oh, all oh. those guys over there. ABA Pro League Tournament Number One, first tournament series in Louisiana. They open up on Caddo this coming weekend. If you're yeah. looking to fish that. Yeah. 
you got to call ABA headquarters and uh, register and get signed up for that ASAP. Because that again, that's this weekend on Caddo Lake, out of uh, uh, something Williams Park right there. Uh, whatever, I forgot the name of the park. But anyway, there, you get all Earl the details. Go to AB- yeah, Earl G. Williams. There it is. Earl G. Williams Park right there on Caddo Lake. So check it out. All right. Thanks for tuning us in. Please check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or any other way you listen to a podcast. If you'd like to become a member of our sponsorship team, please message us on our Facebook. Kevin will get a packet out to you as soon as possible with all the details. For Kevin Jean, yours truly, Steve Graff. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week with more Tackle Talk Live.